she's alive. Alive! you guys <laughs> welcome to the ghoul gang i'm grace and i'm ellie she's back she she didn't forget about you <laughs> and i'm losing my shit yeah you know uh first week back for teachers here in chicago i literally came home from work yesterday and sat and stared at my ceiling for 35 minutes last night without saying anything with no noise Nothing in dead silence. Sadie was just staring at me, and I thought to myself, "Get the fuck out of my room." <laughs> to your dog, to my dog, but I didn't. I snuggled her instead, and it made me feel a lot better. Well, but my first yeah. thought was like, "Everybody, get out!" <laughs> just yelling it out the window. Get the fuck out! No, a little girl was outside my window yesterday singing "Happy Birthday" to her sibling, and I go, "The." Fuck fuck is she singing happy birthday for? Oh my <laughs> and then god. I, and then I was like, you are a teacher of children. I was like, oh, oh god. Something's oh. happening to me. Something's happened. <laughs> yeah. I feel good. No. It's like, hey, I'm getting a weird vibe off you. And my eye is twitching. I'm like, I'm good. It's I'm cool. Fine. I'm fine. It's okay. cool. Just come over. We'll record. It's fine. It's, I'm good. Uh, no. CPS is just, it's, I mean, not Child Protective Services, Chicago, Chicago Public, Public Schools. schools. Um, we just, you know, it's chaotic in the beginning of the year, as with anything. And then mm-hmm. every year, somebody, trigger warning, big trigger warning, every year, some teacher or principal ends up fucking around with a student, and then we have to take 10 more trainings what? on how to not do that shit. Yeah, there was a huge, I'm not going to get into it, but there was a big scandal with Chicago Public Schools this but summer. Christopher was telling me about that, yeah. but I didn't, I hadn't heard anything about it. They kind of kept it hush-hush. Seems that way. <laughs> well, it's not, ugh. I guess internally it, it's more known. Good thing Harper is starting at her first CPS school on yeah. Tuesday. Well, I think mo- the scandal was with a, like an older kid, like a high schooler, but those sluts. Anyway, because of you, I have to take another training <laughs> on how I make sure that I'm not having a prolonged hug with any of my students. Oh, good God. Or Are calling you them, serious? Oh, yeah. Or calling them nicknames. Or having my fucking five-year-olds, I can't have them, like, on my lap or anything. And I'm like, okay, well. But it's sped. It's different. I know. That sucks. Yeah. Well, Thanks creepy old white dudes <laughs> always ruining everything ruining the party but anyway the, the point is i'm back welcome <laughs> glad you're in a sound state of mind i am grace <laughs> i really am As we literally just sit and laugh at nothing yeah well um that's where i'm at but i thought your episode last week was fucking dope Oh, thanks. Special shout out to uh, Caroline Townsend. Yeah, that was awesome. In like the Midwest. What out of every haunted house we've ever been to, or so it's a two part question. One part, part one. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on in your brain right now? Not a whole lot. (laughs) It's just. It's tumbleweeds. And bats. (laughs) Just like. 
<laughs> Just like witch cackles. I'm glad we're producing content tonight. Wee! Um, so what is your favorite haunted house that you've been to in your life or recently, whatever? And then part two, are there any haunted houses around the country that you haven't been to that you would really want to go to? Like if you had like a dream list. Ooh. I know it's hard. Okay. So there was one when I was in high school that I went to with my twin brother, Danny, who was always down for a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Um, Unlike my brother. Yeah, who's a big old pussy. He said, ghosts aren't real. Well, will you she go see like a scary, scary movie? Stuff. Or go to a haunted house? No. No. I know. He's so funny. Um, he So Danny and I went, just the two of us, and it was at, um, you know those big golf domes? Yeah. Yeah, it was at one yeah. of those um, in the suburbs. Really? Yeah. That's a dope-ass place to set up a haunted house. I know, and it was huge. And it was the <clears throat> first time that I'd experienced that thing where you have to go through the inflatable walls. You know? Like, you have to... And it's really pushing you, and it's I like... I hate that. The vaginas. I, I hate them. The big vaginas. Yeah. yeah. And... But it was so, like, groundbreaking to me at that yeah. time. Like, well, I was like... Sens- it's like a sensory thing. Yeah. And it was super long. That's what I care about in a haunted house. Yeah. Like, it has... I want it to last more than, like, a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Statesville always lasts a long time. Yes. It's a good one. And we made friends there last year. You know, we will do the biggest shout-outs ever to Statesville Haunted Prison in Illinois. It is, um... It's kind of in Bufu. It's in uh, Lockport, Illinois. So, I think it's north. I don't know my directions. Um, um, so it's like 45 minutes to an hour outside of Chicago and it's, it's one of the better ones. It's worth the drive. mm -hmm. It's been around forever. Mm -hmm. Like they have their shit down. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. And they're always, the cool thing about them is, um, some haunted houses, it depends, but they're open no matter what. So like, even if the weather blows, Mm -hmm. they're open. Yeah. And, um, they, they, do they do any, they, do they have the chainsaws? No, I was just going to talk about that. Okay. So, it's tied. That one that I... I don't even know the name of the one that Danny and I went to. In the Dome? In the Dome. In the Thunder Dome. But my forever favorite is House of Torment. House of Torment is great. I'm literally wearing the t-shirt right now. She is. It's good. Ellie literally told the people at the end... She hates chainsaws. Go after her. And literally, like, six people with chainsaws just with went. chainsaws just chased me out of the place, and I was screaming, and I peed a little. Yeah, but you know what? You had a great time. I did. I bought the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the print. Yeah. It's, uh, House of Torment is really, really good. I think it's a chain. I don't know. It might be. I think it is. Yeah. It's really good. Um, my favorite, before we get to... Uh, potential dream haunted houses i can't really think we'll get there um is the one that i have a t-shirt for Mm -hmm. is the great american nightmare it's rob zombie's haunted house and so good it was so good we were lucky enough to go for two years um tell them about the first time we went i will uh so it's it's a haunted house that started in california i believe no it was here first was it no California, and then they brought it to Chicago. I'm really? pretty positive. I'm almost positive. You might be right. 
well, we won't check and see who's right, but you will. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it was uh, it was fantastic. It was only here for t- um, it was really really good. Um, it's based on his movies. So the both years there were three different. It's three different haunted houses. It's a little on the pricey end, mm-hmm. um, especially if you get the skip the line tickets, which are well worth it. But we didn't. We'll tell you. Um, so the first year. Um, we went, I don't, what had happened was we were in line and then I was like, I'm going to get out because the line was out of control. So I yeah. got out of line. I was like, you wait here. I'm going to get out of line. I'm going to go to the ticket master <laughs> and um, get, see if we can get the fast passes. Cause it, it, it just, at that point, it's like when you're at fucking like Disneyland or Six Flags, yeah. you're like, son of a bitch. I should have. There was literally a thousand people in it, front of us. It was insane. So it's I go. The Odeum. Yes. Yeah. In Villa Park, Illinois. Um, so I go, long story short, I go get into the line to get the fast pass tickets. They said, no, you can't get them tonight anymore. And I was like, son of a bitch. And I turn around and I fucking find Grace who got out of line because she was confused. I thought she got the ticket. I know. It, that's exactly right. She thought that I was, that I was going to come back with the fast pass ticket. So she got out of line. And so we looked at each other and we were like, fuck me. We were like, it's time for some con work. It sure is. So we, I found the one queer worker there and like gave some fucking sob story about how like my wife was pregnant and like we couldn't wait. It was, I made up some huge story and played the biggest gay card I've ever played. And she just goes, okay, you can go in now. They just literally opened the ropes and pushed us to the front of the line. Exactly. And I didn't, I truly did not think it was going to work, but it did, and that it, I mean... It was amazing. It was we amazing. were, like, one of the first to go through th- mm-hmm. for the night. It was awesome. And then... We yeah. have haunted house luck, I feel like. I know. I don't know. It it was really... And when we went, what was it? Devil's Rejects? Um, Lords, Lords of Salem. Salem and... I- I think House. Was it House of a Thousand? Well, but they also did serial. There was John, the John Wayne Gacy room. Yeah, that's true. I think it would be... It was House of a Thousand Corpses, because yeah. remember, there was a Dr. Spaulding. Yes, who's my hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would love for that to come back, because how fucking cool would a 31 room be? Oh, yes, and new movie. Yeah, new movie coming out, the sequel to The Devil's Rejects, which well, looks the three from hell. The threequel. The three, yeah. To House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses, yeah, right? exactly. So that would be really cool. But that was my favorite haunted house. It was, it was just really, really well done. And it was, the production on it obviously was better than most haunted houses. It was like curated down to like fingernails. It was. It was so well done. Yeah. I, I do believe that it still exists in California. Like I'm pretty, I don't know if I'm getting the state right, but I know it came to Chicago from another state. Um, and then they just didn't, I don't, I don't know. There's no way in hell that it could be because they didn't have the numbers. No, but he's been touring. That's true. That's true. And I, um, you know, we didn't, wasn't your sister on a fucking flight with him? Yeah. Just, uh, last week. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I can't think of any haunted houses that I've heard of. I mean, 13th floor was awesome because they open on every Friday the 13th. Yes. Yeah. 
we went in the middle of like summer May. once. We went in May. And they gave us Jason masks. It was dope. It was And it was so, good. It was good. And we Big. didn't even need to buy Fast Pass tickets uh-huh. because there weren't a lot of people there. No, no one I mean people don't really I mean there's a, a a small market for people who want to go to haunted houses in May. I know exactly, <laughs> but we drove around all night wearing those masks and blasting dubstep and just staring at people. <laughs> Depeche mode and Depeche mode. Uh, what a good, good time! Um, so that actually um, segues us segues us into our today's topic. Um, so today we're going to be doing um, kind of. So we got some feedback. And we we're gonna do uh, like a, a murders episode, but we decided some people were really into it, some people weren't into it. So we decided to kind of make it like meld it together, and we're gonna do like haunted haunted murders, haunted murder houses. Yes, exactly right. Haunted houses in which murders took place. Bingo bango. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. <laughs> Just very. Haunted, haunted houses. houses where murders took place. <laughs> uh, dial it in. That's it. Yep. That's it. Locked in. Okay, do you want to... St- I started last time. I did. Remember, I was like, I'm starting. I can start again. I don't give an no, F. It's okay. okay. I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it. Okay. So, what I am covering is the Velisca Axe Murder House. We still... How many episodes are we in and how long have we... We've been doing this almost a year now and I still need to... I, like... Do we like that we make our own guitar riff or should I have been inserting it this whole time? I mean, maybe we can, like, eventually get a soundboard, but I think I think it should be of us making the sound effects. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so... This happened... <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> Adieu. <it>. Adieu. <laughs> um, this happened in Villisca, Iowa. Um, and it kind of like has the vibes of In Cold Blood, like okay. in Topeka, mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. Um, so I'm getting this information from the Smithsonian. <laughs> the Smithsonian. <laughs> Com, so very reputable. <laughs> what do you think I was gonna say? Your fucking face when you tried to say that word. Smithsonian. You're like, I'm not gonna That sounded like it's your from Indian Buffalo yet. Say it's your from Indian We're done. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so shortly after midnight on June 10th, 1912, so over a hundred years. Oh ago. Oh my god. Yeah, a stranger hefting an axe lifted the latch on the back door of a two-story timber house in the little Iowa town of Villisca. The door was not locked. Crime was not the sort of thing that you worried about in this modestly prosperous Midwest settlement. Well, and it had, it's 1912. Yeah, and there were no more than 2,000 people in the town. Oh, damn, okay. Um, and everybody knew each other, yeah. you know, so... No one locked their doors. Everyone, you know, came and went in each other's houses, which is, like, my nightmare. Yeah, that's my nightmare, too. Don't don't just show up at my house. No, absolutely not. You need at least two days' notice. 100%. (laughs) A week, if possible. Uh, So the visitor, the axe-wielding visitor, was able to slip inside the house silently and close the door behind him. 
Then, according to a reconstruction attempted by the town coroner the next day, he took an oil lamp from a dresser, removed the chimney, and placed it like the, out of the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Pla- I'm like, how do you remember a chimney? <laughs> <laughs> he slowly, brick by brick... <laughs> I don't know why I use my Satan voice for that. Satan? Excuse me? Hi, yes, I'm Satan. Oh. Um... Uh, And he placed it out of the way under a chair, bent the wick in to minimize the flame, lit the oil lamp, and turned it down so low it cast only the faintest glimmer in the sleeping house. That seems awfully specific. He said it was because of a reconstruction attempted by the town coroner. Maybe he saw the lamp. He saw that the, the... Chimney had been moved and put out, yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. they probably found the I oil like, lamp. Coroner, that seems awfully specific. <laughs> the coroner did it. Yeah, done. Case closed. My story's next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so still carrying the axe, the stranger walked past one room in which two girls, aged 12 and 9, lay sleeping and slipped up the narrow wooden stairs that led to two other bedrooms. He ignored one in which four more young children were sleeping. Oh, shit. And crept into the room where 43-year-old Joe Moore lay next to his wife, Sarah. And this is the really fucked up part. He rose the axe dull side down. What? And cracked the father's skull. Like, not even the axe, but the sharp part, the back of it. I wonder why. I don't know. It cracked his skull. He was dead instantly. And then he did the same to the wife before she even had a chance to know what was going on. The dull side of the axe, which makes it so much scarier to me. I think so, too. Yeah. It's almost like he, it was like he was whacking a baseball or something. Right. Um, and he lifted it so high that the sharp end gouged the ceiling. Holy shit. So he so must have been a big dude. Big dude. Strong dude. Well, it's like... Anyway, go ahead. That's... Ugh. Okay. Um, so, leaving the couple either dead or dying, mm-hmm. the killer went next door and used the axe. The homeowner's... It was the homeowner's axe. Like, he went oh. in with no weapons. He, like, grabbed... Did you hear that, gurgle? A little bit. It was okay. <laughs> um, Grace can't burp. I can't. I My throat just gurgles. There it was. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. He probably took the axe where it had been left in the coal shed outside. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm sure at that time they just probably had their axes just chilling. Hanging out. Um, And he killed the four more children as they slept. Oh, he did kill the kids. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I was going to say if it was just the parents, obviously someone pissed him off. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that... Herman, 11, Catherine, 10, Boyd, 7, or Mm -hmm. Paul, 5, didn't wake up before they died. Like, so at least they weren't, like, terrified and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because they were all, it was almost like your story, everyone was just in their beds. Right. Like, it looked like they were still sleeping. Yeah. Except their skulls were bashed in. Yeah. So. I just can't. I know. Yeah. 
So they didn't make enough noise to disturb Catherine's two friends. Catherine was one of the girls who was killed, the Mm 11-year-old. And she had two friends sleeping over, and they didn't even wake up. Interesting. Well, the kids, if no one made noises. Yeah. But you think the axe would make a noise. Right. So Lena and Ina Stillinger slept downstairs. Oh, bummer. Did he get The killer him? then descended the stairs and took his axe to the Stillinger girls. What a fucking bummer. Oh, bummer. The elder whom finally had awakened the instant before she too was murdered. Oh. So... What happened next marked the Velisca killings as truly peculiar and still sends shivers down the spine a century after the fact. I have a clarifying question. Okay, wait. So he killed the parents, killed four of the kids. He's all in the same house? I want to... Well, he said he went next door. So I think there was like an annex or like a main house. Got it. Got it, got it. Yeah. Or they're saying next door is in the next room. Got it. Okay. And then the... um, uh, Stillinger girls were downstairs. Okay. In like a separate room. There's also a very terrible movie about this on Netflix if you want to watch it. Really? Yeah, it's called The Velisca X Murders. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. So, The Axe Man, oh, he returneth. Dude. The Axe Man cometh. Don't fuck with The Axe Man and make sure you jazz, jazz it. it. Jazz it. I'm sorry. Um, so the axe man went backstairs and systematically reduced the heads of all six moors to bloody pulp. What the fuck? Striking Joe alone an estimated 30 times and leaving the faces of all six members of the family unrecognizable. He then drew up the bedclothes to cover Joe and Sarah's shattered heads. <gasps> Placed what a, a choice of words. No, thanks, Smithsonian. Um, and placed a gauze undershirt over Herman's face and a dress over Catherine's. Covered Boyd and Paul as well. And finally administered the same terrible postmortem punishment to the girls downstairs before touring the house and ritually hanging cloths over every mirror and piece of glass in the home. What the fuck? I know. This is like a literal... It's an actual horror movie, That what happened. Why? Nobody knows. What? Yeah. Maybe he... I mean, obviously, there's probably a thousand theories. One, it could be, like, some cult-ass shit. Two, it could be because he didn't want to see himself yeah, after like what he he'd done. Yeah, like he was done. so ashamed or something. Yeah. Or, or did it's he- some occult shit where he believed, like, mirrors or portals. Right. Or something. Well, you're about to get your ass haunted. Sorry, man. No, I'm not sorry. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> sorry, I didn't... Ooh, this is weird. Wait, hey, great. So he killed them, then went back and bashed their faces in? Yeah, so he killed them all systematically first with major blows to the head. Right, and then... And then okay. went back. How do they know... How, the stuff that, like, coroners and, like, you know, like, FBI and, you know... I Like, I... Haven't you ever watched Bones? I haven't. Oh, dude. It'll answer so many questions. Okay. It's just, it to me, it's so incredible what these people can piece together. Yeah. Like, based literally. on the 
Oh, using skulls together. Oh, zing. <laughs> I hate myself. Me too. Um, at some, here's a fun fact. Uh, at some point, the killer also took a two-pound slab of uncooked bacon from the icebox. How do they know? Wrapped it in a towel and left it on the floor of the downstairs bedroom close to a short piece of keychain that did not apparently belong to the Moors. He seemed to have stayed inside the house for quite some time, filling a bowl with water and, some later report said, washing his bloody hands in it. I know what happened. It was a werewolf. (laughs) Well, why would a werewolf need an axe? He needed it because... He wasn't yet turned into a werewolf. And then he turned into the werewolf after he... Listen. There's so many flaws in this. No, after he killed him. And then he needed the bacon and he got a bowl to drink water from. He washed his hands in it. He drank water from it. (laughs) (laughs) Werewolves go out and get fresh kills. That's true. They don't eat slabs of bacon. I guess, yeah. You've been a vegetarian for too long. That's true. (laughs) I was just thinking like a bowl of water. I guess why would Well, he washed his hands and it's this guy is obviously not of sound mind, dude. Don't try and make sense of it. Well. Sometime before five AM he abandoned the lamp at the top of the stairs and left as silently as he had come, locking the doors behind him. He took the house keys and vanished as the Sunday sun rose red in the sky. That's a thing, though, where people kill people and then fucking hang out in their house. Well, yeah, but it's super weird that he locked up behind them and took the keys. It was almost like, I don't want anyone getting inside. Especially in a community where no one locks their right, doors. Right, exactly. Like, I mean, I don't know why. I don't. I can't give you a reason why this makes me think that, but that, for some reason, makes me think that he knew them. And that it wasn't random. Right. I don't know why. So there's more. Okay. Um, The Moors were not discovered until several hours later when a neighbor, worried by the absence of any sign of life in the normally boisterous household. Yeah, because there's so many kids. Yeah, and they had chickens and like, you know, it's. Yeah, they get up. Yeah. Um, To do their shit. So the neighbor telephoned Joe's brother, Ross, and asked him to investigate. Ross found a key on his chain that opened the front door, but he barely entered the house before rushing right out, calling for Velisca's marshal, Hank Horton. Essentially, him going inside and running out and telling everybody fucked up any chance of finding evidence, because then everyone was, like, coming in and out of the house, kind of like Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Um, huh, with the medical examiner, he just so happened to be walking down the street, come in. Come in and check these things. That was also an axe. It was. Yeah. But not the back end of it. That's true. She used the business end. She wasn't fucking around. There's another movie coming out about that. I saw that. With what's-her-face. Kristen Stewart. No. Chloe Sevigny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see it. The marshal brought along a whole bunch of people. Like, he brought along the minister of their church, like, other neighbors, and then they were followed by the country coroner, L.A. Lindquist, and a third doctor, F.S. Williams, who was the first to examine the bodies and estimate the time of death. 
When a shaken Dr. Williams emerged, he cautioned members of the growing crowd outside, saying, don't go in there, boys. You'll regret it until the last day of your life. Yeah, no However, shit, dude. many ignored the evidence, and as many as 100 curious neighbors and townspeople tramped as they pleased through the house, yeah, and- scattering fingerprints, and even in one case... Removing fragments of Joe Moore's skull as a macabre keepsake. Like, I'm going to put this on a keychain. What the fuck, dude? People are so messed up. People are messed up. But also, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't understand how they didn't realize that letting people in that house would get rid of any chance for anybody to find the killer. But I I get that it was 1912, but, mm -hmm. like, that's fucking common sense. I know. Well, it was because What's-His-Face got there before the coroner even could. Yeah. You know, like, so it was already compromised before officials even got there. Yeah. It makes it what, it sounds like there is no real police force. Right. They had one marshal, and that was it. Because they didn't have any crimes or whatever. Dude, if I, so I think... Seeing like little kids like that, I don't like. How are these people still okay? I mean, I guess they're the type of people who chose to go in a house and see dead bodies. Well, and there was a lot more death back then. Yeah, that yeah. But this was also like a spectacle, you know, in a small town like, having holy something shit. like this happen, right? So a popular theory is that the Reverend Lynn Kelly, who was markedly peculiar. Uh, well, that's unfair. Attended the Children's Day service in Villisca, at which the Moore children gave recitations and later confessed to murdering the family, only to recant and claim police brutality. So he confessed, essentially. He had seen the children earlier that day. Yeah. Um, and I guess he's eccentric or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and probably confessed under coercion. Right. But in the movie, it's the preacher. It is? Mm-hmm. But because has- the movie must be right. All right. So, but like in real life, it's not solved? No, For, it's like, unsolved or whatever? still. No, it's completely unsolved. Um, this says the most obvious suspect may have been Frank Jones, a tough local businessman and state senator. Shit. Who was a prominent member of Villisca's Methodist Church. Edgar Epperly. These names, man. The leading authority on the murders reports that the town quickly split along religious lines, the Methodists insisting on Jones' innocence and the Moore's Presbyterian congregation convinced of his guilt. This is why religion... Never mind. (laughs) I was going to say, don't go there, bitch. So, of course, it was... Church versus church. Yeah. What would the motive... Like, was there any motive? Okay, so there were at least two compelling reasons to believe that Jones had a hatred of Joe Moore. Okay. First, Moore had worked for him for seven years, becoming the star salesman of Jones' farm equipment business. Mm. But Moore had left in 1907, dismayed perhaps by his boss's insistence on the hours of 7 a.m., to 11 p.m. Those were the hours they wanted him to work. This is before Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, y'all. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, like, basically what I work. 
Really? No. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Her face got so serious. Well, I just was, my husband's a CPS teacher and he's done a three. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh. Oh. So the second reason was he was also believed to have slept with Jones's vivacious daughter-in-law. A local beauty whose numerous affairs were well-known in town thanks to her astonishingly indiscreet habit of arranging trysts over the telephone at a time when all the calls in Velisca had to be placed through an operator. I was just going to say, wasn't that the time when they were using, like, switchboards and shit? Yeah. Changeling. Changeling. By 1912, relations between Jones and Moore had grown so cold that they began to cross the street to avoid each other, an ostentatious sign of hatred in such a small community. Yeah, but you know what? That doesn't equal someone who's going to fuck everyone's world up. I don't know, man. Men are crazy. I mean, they are. Not all, but a lot. So, uh, the final um, theory is that there was a serial killer, Henry Lee Moore, mm-hmm. who was connected to a string of Midwest axe murders that have intriguing simula- similarities to the Velisca massacre. That, to me, makes the most sense. Yeah, like a, a grifter or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Moore is now rarely considered a good suspect, but he was recently released from a reformatory in Kansas shortly before the axe murders began mm. and was arrested in Jefferson City, Missouri, shortly after they ended and eventually con- uh, convicted of the Columbia murders. Columbia. Oh, Missouri. Um, Got it. Yeah. Another family was killed in a similar way in Columbia, Missouri. But his motive in that case was greed. Mm. He robbed them, you know? Like, yeah. But nothing was taken from the Velisca house. So that was just obviously yeah. out of anger or so, somebody who wanted to kill people. It's very coincidental that there just so happened to be an axe murderer on the loose in the Midwest at the same time. Right. It's almost like someone may have taken advantage of that. Right. And yeah. tried to capitalize on it so they wouldn't get caught. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Or it's the axe man of New Orleans. He just jazzed it his way on up to Iowa. Yeah, you're damn right he did. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But that's interesting to think that there's more than one axe man. The last podcast on the left does two whole episodes about it. On multiple like, on all axe the- murders. God dang. I mean, think about it. That weapon... If I had to choose a weapon in a fight, I'd probably choose that. I'd if probably guns choose were off limits. In like a zombie situation, axe. always the axe. Because you take the head right off. Yeah. Or, or maybe split them down the skull. Uh, probably an axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Or a ball peen hammer. Yeah. Ball, ball peen. peen. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Um, so yeah, that's the Velisca. Axe murders, what's awesome is, and I think we should make this road trip, um, you can stay the night in the house. That's so, see, okay, the part of my brain is like, fuck yeah, dope, do it. And then part of my brain's like, that's fucked up. Yeah, but it was a hundred years ago. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So, um, oh, and they only do it like around Halloween time. 
It's like you can stay in like Lizzie, the Lizzie Borden house. Exactly. But this house is like run down as fucking in the middle of nowhere. The oh, Lizzie yeah. Borden house is in the in a city. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, and they have haunting stories from guests. I'm not gonna read this. But yeah, I guess people have had actual experiences in that house. I how could they not? You know. Like of course that shit is haunted. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. It's my turn. It's my turn. Okay, so I'm gonna do one of the most famous why are you laughing at me? The face you made when you said, it's my turn. <laughs> um, so I was looking through a bunch of different stuff, and I think ultimately we both decided that I'm going to do the classic, which is <laughs> Amityville Horror, the Amityville Murders. Um, so here we go. And the, cons- the following hoax yeah. that yeah. ensued. Pew, 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 pew. Um, so I'm getting, um, this specific website that I'm looking at right now, um, is from allthatisinteresting.com. Ah. Um, and it's, I picked this one because it's one of the newest articles written about it. Totally. Um, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a background on the house. I'm sure most of the people listening probably know the story behind this, but, um, this happened in 74, um, Ronald DeFeo Jr. slayed his entire family and inspired, he inspired one of the greatest ghost stories of all time and mm-hmm. it sp- spurred multiple movies and multiple books. You know, the, books and, I have a first edition of that book. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will never give it up. I know. And the, ho- the, ho- like, um, the house is iconic. Yeah. Like if you look at a picture of the house, it's just, it's an iconic house. Um, those two little windows are just. Ugh. Did you know that's actually on the back of the house? Yeah. Yeah. That's not the front, and that's no. the picture that is always shown. Or the side, actually. Yeah, the side, yeah. Okay, so um, the movies and the stuff, like, obviously those are more focused on, like, the hauntings afterwards, but the actual murders are, like, super fucked up. This, the murders are scarier than the subsequent ghost stories, air quotes. I think so, too. And I, yeah. I will say that, um, was it? In The Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. they did a really good um, scene where, uh, what's her, something, Farmiga, Vera? Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Um, but who played? I can't think of her name. Wow. Uh, uh, what's her tits? And her husband. And her, yeah. The, Warren. The, Warren. Lorraine L- Warren. Lorraine Warren. Uh, I was like, Elizabeth Warren. Um, <laughs> For Prez. 2020. <laughs> She's still alive, I think. Not Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Lorraine Warren. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking... S- Elizabeth Warren's still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> She's still doing it. I was it. like, yeah, I follow her on Twitter. What's wrong with you? <laughs> For sure. Um, so, anyway, the long and the short of it is, what I was getting at, was that in The Conjuring 2, um, they did a pretty interesting take on it where like mm-hmm. she's obviously a medium or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. can speak to you know, she's like Haley Joe Osment you know and so back to my story <laughs> anyway watch the fucking conjuring too um you'll see uh, well and that she, she reenacts it and she says this is the closest to hell I ever want to get yeah which I think is an actual quote yeah I mean it's it's wild so Ronnie DeFeo um, killed his entire family on um, November 13th, 19, 1974, which was six of them. Um, and he killed them all with a 35 caliber, 
caliber rifle. Um, he was only 23 at the time, which Criminy. is fucked up. And his nickname was Butch, which mm-hmm. is fucked up because that's my brother's nickname for my dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he was the oldest child and he confessed to murdering his entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, like just was like, yeah, I did it. So he killed his parents, Luis and Ronald DeFeo Sr., his siblings, 18-year-old Don, 13-year-old Allison, and 12-year-old Mark, and then also 9-year-old John Matthew. All in their beds. All in their beds, yeah. So the, the reason why this is such a uh, interesting case is because some people claim that the reason that Ronnie did this was because of the house. Right. So some At people... 333. Yes, exactly right. So... It said the Amityville murders were regarded as a catalyst for the spirits haunting this house, but some argue that the DeFeo family were victims of this house. Is Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we were saying. So um, basically, people still argue. Obviously, people on this case don't think that it was the fucking house, but, you know, obviously we're going to speculate that um, if you're into ghosts, we're going to think, like, Ghosts were involved. What evil entity, like, possessed mm-hmm. Ryan to do this, right? Because what 23-year-old, happy 23-year-old just loses their shit and murders their family in cold blood. And it happens. All the time. All the time. So this is saying what we do know is that Ronnie's childhood was pretty comfortable, but not perfect, as with anything. Um, some say that the that his father was abusive um, and that his mother was kind of like, yeah, like and also kind of like whatever dad said went, mm. you know. So he... Got started getting in trouble into his teens. So on the day that he committed these murders in 1974, it wasn't unusual that he would leave work at noon. It said that he left work typically around noon when he was bored. Hmm. Which Must is, be nice. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he... I'll backtrack a little bit. He started to do like drugs and drink when he was like a like in his late teens and mm-hmm. you know whatever. And he started like he started like getting pissy with his dad and like threatening his dad. So this wasn't like you know mm-hmm. kind of out of the blue, I guess. Um, but he so his parents started to give him shit to appease him. They started to, like give him gifts and money so that he would like stop being because that works. Yeah, stop being a dickhead. Um, so. By 18, he held a job at the, uh, the family owned a, a car, a car place, like a dealership. A, a dealership. Yeah. And so he used to go, but he would like leave at noon and like not show up or whatever. And go um, hang out at the bar. Yeah. And right? go hang out at the bar. So he would call his house to no answer and he complained about it to anyone who would listen. He eventually left and by, okay, so this is what happened on the day he murdered them. He went to the bar and was calling the house to talk to people at the house and nobody would answer. And then he would bitch to the people. He was bitching to the people at the bar that like nobody was around. Hmm. So he eventually left. Um, and obviously the next time anyone saw Ronnie, it would be wild in handcuffs. Yeah. Um, so according to the book, American mass murderers by, um, Valerie Plaza, Ronnie entered the bar around six 30 AM yelling, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. You think you think, um, so some of the guys from the bar followed him back to the house and went with him and saw what the fuck had happened. So all six bodies were found in their bed positioned on their stomachs. That's the most fucked up thing about this to me mm-hmm. that he flipped the bodies over. Mm-hmm. Like that takes strength. 
to flip a body over that's dead. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know this is crazy, but like sometimes with my girlfriend, I'll be like, what if I died right now? And then I'll just go limp and I'll see if she can, you know. Oh, I dead weight Chris all yeah, the time. Yeah, you do it all the time. It's not, it is not easy to move a body. But let, let's ponder this. What if they heard the shots and then got up in bed and he shot them in the back as they were trying to get out of bed? That's true, but and why they would but, land face down? I I could see that too, but the fact like all of them being face down yeah, is fucked up. Yeah, so it could be a combination. But um, the victims appeared to be shot with a high power rifle around three fifteen a.m. That was their guess. That's where that comes from. Which is like, which I mean, three a.m. is the witching hour, right? When weird shit happens, like mm-hmm. if shit's happening around three a.m., watch your back. Yeah. Um, Knock three times on the feeling if you want me. Satan. Ooh, twice on the pipe. Ding, ding. Means you got a demon. Oh, my. Fa- okay. <laughs> um. I love Now and Then. Oh, God. It's like the best movie fucking ever. That's one that I won't go back and revisit because I feel like it won't be good. It's. It's still good. It's still good? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still good. Because I ruined the never-ending story and James and the Giant Peach. James and the Giant Peach I watched again with my class, and I really enjoyed it, but that was because I was watching it with kids who had never seen it. right. Yeah. Chris and I just watched it by ourselves, and we were like... Not so great? Not good. Yeah. I believe it. So, okay. So, so there's some things that weren't adding up. There were no signs of any struggle present on the bodies or evidence that they were drugged. Okay, Mm -hmm. so no neighbors who were awake reported hearing any gunshots, only the DeFeo's barking dog. How? I have no idea. I have no idea. He had safe and help on this one. Yeah, he sure fucking did. Um, So police investigated and obviously Ronnie's alibi. He said he was at work and then he was at the bar. And um, obviously. At 315? Right. Like it said, it said the his alibi began to crumble, and the police know that the family had been dead before six a.m. And then DeFeo, and then Ronnie started like ch- frantically changing his story, and he changed his story like a bunch during you know this investigation. At one point, he said that that mob hitman um, Louis Fellini killed his family <laughs> and made Ronnie watch. I remember that. Yeah, um, but Fellini was out of state. <laughs> And he had a solid alibi. Check your sources, Ronnie. Seriously, there wasn't no interwebs at this time. No, but make a phone call. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> we're all so, talking like we're from Amityville. New we York. are. Um, so soon he confessed to the family. Like, he confessed that he did it. He's a bigger he dude. He looks like Mike, too. Yeah, he does. He's a bigger dude. Like, pretty hefty dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so he stood trial on October 14th, 1975. So... Almost a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They obviously, his attorney, William Weber, tried to, you know, plead insanity. Um, stating that he heard voices, stating that his defendant. So this is where it gets, you know, to the the house made me do it kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, he, like, I don't necessarily know if it was Ronnie or his attorney that kind of pushed for this. But, but yeah, so they were, you know. I th- I think it was more his attorney that I was think, pushing. Yeah, for I think it. you're you do whatever you can to 
get your very guilty client off and exactly it's always pleading insanity exactly but it's it's really really challenging yeah to, to get an insanity plea. as much as it's used on like tv shows and everything it rarely Works. rarely happens no yeah Exactly, because it's really hard to prove. Ins- because you can you can have like mental illness, you can have depression, you can have whatever, whatever. But to actually plead that you aren't responsible for your actions in any way at the time of a crime is extremely challenging to win. Right, it's the same. They outlawed um, being under the influence as right. like an excuse yeah. because you made the well, choice. Well, then everyone would get away with drugs. Rape. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. made the choice to drink, like. You're not crazy. You're responsible for what you did because you consume these substances. Well, and exactly right. Like, the thing is, like, we all do stupid shit when we're drunk, but the reality is it's still us doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're psychotic, you have no idea what's... Like, I believe... This is controversial. I believe that Andrea Yates is actually insane. The one who drowned her kids in the bathroom. Yes. I believe she is actually insane. Because she was talking, like, she was completely calm in her interview. And she was like, well, the God told me that if if I cast my children out to sea, they'll be saved from the devil. Right. No, I, I do firmly believe that that woman believed what she was saying. Oh, and she's still nuts. Yeah. She, be- she believed, she she believed what she was saying. I watch. I watched. It's kind of a weird fascination with her. Well, it's. It, I get it. it. It's the same thing where people are fascinated with serial killers. Mm-hmm. It's almost like unbelievable. Yeah. So you're kind of like, and and you're you're also trying. It's like a fascination, but you're also trying to understand the psyche of these people, mm-hmm. and that's I think where you know. Obviously, we really like spooky stuff, but we also really like true crime, and we also really like, you know... We, mental health. Mental health, and I think that... And, there, you know, think about the huge community that listens to Sword and Scale, Last Podcast on the Left, My Favorite Murder. I mean, it's a massive community, and it's because... Not because people are like, fuck yeah, murder, but, like, people are like... Fascinated. What the fuck, yeah. dude? Like, it's mm-hmm. wild. And then there's those kids who are like, murderers, yeah, sign me up. And, Anyway, um, so prosecution argued that while he was indeed troubled. What 23-year-old isn't? Right. 23 um, was probably the worst year of my fucking life. Yeah, 23 is a weird time because you're like, I'm not a girl. Not yet a woman. Okay. Um, so anyway, the, the prosecution was like, no, nah, dude. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. So the jury ended up convicting him on six counts of second-degree murder, and they sentenced him to six concurrent sentences of 25 years to life. Good. Good. So after he was convicted, Ronnie changed his story again. Of course. And was like, his sister Dawn killed the father. That's what... Oh, I forgot about that Remember? And then the mom killed all the siblings. Right. Because she lost her shit after the dad was killed. Yeah, okay. Um, And then in this scenario, Ronnie says he only killed his mother. So the sister killed the dad. To get her to stop killing the kid. So the question obviously still lingers. Like, it's no one, no one believes him that he, you know, whatever, whatever. But the question is, is this, was the house the reason he did it? And or is the house actually haunted? So, yeah, that's wild. Wild. 
Um, so then again, Ronnie in 1990. Whoa. Um, changed his story again. Why does it matter? While in prison. And he said Don shot all the DeFeos before he kills Don himself. So, like, dude, chill out. You're crazy Just, for thinking that any of these would work. I'm... Wait a minute. <laughs> I've changed my mind yet again. And this time, the, the, the seven-year-old did it. No, he would talk like, no, you know what happened was. <laughs> what happened was. What happened was is that the littlest one didn't get what he wanted for Christmas. And he lost and he, his shit. And he killed them all. Case closed. Shut the books. Let me out. Let me out. Um, so there's... Is he still alive? I'm not sure. We'll find out. Um, but then other people think that there were two shooters in the house, but that has that's never been proven. Were there two different kinds of bullets? No. No. Okay. No. Well, then no. Yeah. Obviously, no one doubts... Well, it says there's very little doubt that Ronnie wasn't... Like, no one thinks he wasn't in the house. It, Ronnie was in the house when it happened, right? But the question is... He is still alive. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Well, he can't be that old. Ronnie's attorney, William Weber, was actually pretty involved in the lure of the house. What do you mean? So, he's the one that claims that George and Kathy Lutz, the home's next occupants for 28 days, approached him about an idea for a book and said, we created this horror story over many bottles of wine, but it's a hoax. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So, they, like, were like, um... But, like, they're, like, a PQ couple. No. I think they're pretty cute. So they um, owned, they wrote the They wrote the book. Were you staring at this the whole time because I had them in the wrong fucking ears? And Did you, you notice? Yeah, I was like, Well, I didn't want to stop you. You were talking. I, <laughs> so Grace just, like, looking at my ears. I'm like, I get it. They're small. No, but they, had, you had them in the wrong ears. I was wondering why they hurt. Um, <laughs> but I figured it's just because of the size of my no, ears. You no, know? I um, was like, I'm gonna tell her. I fuck you. Um, so, <laughs> um, so there was a family that moved into the house afterwards, and they only lived there for 30 days. And they um, wrote a book called The Amityville Horror. Jay Anson actually wrote the book, but well, they contributed. Yeah, yeah. And so. Weber brought a lawsuit against the Lutzes for taking the story of the haunting to another publishing partner after they first approached him. <gasps> yeah. Um, so he demanded the he demanded a share of the profits for a cool sixty million. They eventually settled out of court for twenty five hundred plus fifteen thousand for his services connected to the book and subsequent movie. Oh Christ. Yeah, okay. So their son vehemently insists that he did have run-ins with the paranormal and that it it including he said he saw um a presence as definite as a shadow in the shape of a man that moved towards him and then dissipated and he saw this multiple times he so they've since i mean the lutzes technically haven't admitted that it's fake but there's people that saying that you know that mm-hmm. is like they said it's fake but their son is like no this it this isn't a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit is haunted. If Do you want to talk a little bit more about the hauntings? Yeah. So, 
I've read this book 500,000 yeah. times. Um, so a list of what they claim to experience in the book. I won't read all of them. This, but is, this is what the Lutzes have Yeah, this is what the Lutzes claim to have experienced. Which, like, get the fuck out of here. You're really, you're really gonna fucking move into a house where six people were brutally murdered? It was only $80,000 in a neighborhood full of million dollar homes. It was a really nice house. I probably would have done it too. I, it's like, it's like, uh, what's it called? Murder House, American Horror Story. Yeah. No, no, bitch. If you are moving into a but mansion, she only disclosed the the first, like the most recent one. I don't give a single f if there is a house. Okay, there is a house by my parents that has had uh, probably six to seven owners in the last ten years. <laughs> And we don't know why, but obviously the rumor going around town is that the place is haunted. Because, Ooh. like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. But I'm sorry. If there's multi-million dollar mansions and then there's a house being sold for cheap and you know that there was a murder that took place there, I don't care how cheap it was. I'm not doing it. I'd probably do it. I, I knew you would. <laughs> well, I would just tear everything down and rebuild it. And you'd fucking sage and be like... It's all good. It's I'm fine. made of crystals. Seriously. Um, so the Lutzes, uh, George Lutz, the I think he's a stepdad, right? I think so. Um, he would wake up at 3.15 every morning and go check out the boathouse. Um, and that's later, when, that's when he learned that DeFeo woke up and killed his whole family. Oh. Uh, and I love how we're so cynical. Of this I know. <laughs> um, the house was plagued by swarms of flies, despite the winter weather, which... I have flies on my back porch right now. It's a, like a wall of them. It's frightening. I wonder if they're still there. Maybe. We'll go oh, look. Yeah. Ellie's been having... Some activity in the house. I have. It's been kind of fucked up and weird. Long and the short of it is my roommate saw um, something in the kitchen run into the pantry, and he's, like, not a ghost person. It does that. It's all good. Um, I just thought it was, like, we just started talking about it. Sometimes when I bring it up, weird shit happens, though. So uh, he saw – he, like, called me crying, actually. He's, like, not a ghost person. He was really freaked out. He's not a crier. No. And he's also – we're also – I mean, it could could be a multitude of things. Obviously, the last resort is we want to think ghosts. But the other other things that have happened, my upstairs neighbor – um, shout out Neil. Um, I think I might have mentioned this before, but he said that he had heard, he keeps hearing someone downstairs when he's doing laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting is recently when I go in the basement, Sadie never went in the basement with me before. She's coming down every time I go now. Like to protect you? I don't know. Yeah, she comes down and she walks around the whole basement and she never went into the basement. But Like she, w- she was too scared. But recently, I mean, and she's a dog. Who the fuck knows? Maybe she's being weird. But she's been coming down with me every time and I don't even have to ask her to come with me. What about the time your laundry started on its own? So that was the other weird thing. I was um, FaceTiming with a friend and I was joking about how there was a ghost in my basement. And to preface this, I... Um, I had done laundry, um, and I put the second load in the dryer, and then I went upstairs, and I forgot about it. And so this was, like, on a Saturday. And then, so, like, 2 p.m., and I forgot about it, and I went back down at, like, 9 p.m., and I was like, fuck, I have that load in the dryer. I got to go get it. And so this was, you know, six to seven hours later, and I am joking. I'm on FaceTime with a friend, and I joke about the ghost, and as I literally... Two seconds after I joked about a ghost being down there, 
the dryer went on. It turned on. And I, it's not possible, number one, because I have coin laundry in our basement of our building. And two, I mean, I, I was leaning on it. Like I had my elbow on it with like my phone out FaceTiming or whatever. But you didn't accidentally spill a dollar twenty-five into the slot. No, and it just went and it like shook for like a minute and then it turned right off. And I screamed and ran upstairs. And my friend was like on the phone with me and was like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, I know, dude. And so that happened. I, I know, man. I know, dude. Weird. Um, I always have night terrors, so whatever. Um, but I recently had a night terror where I could very, very vividly see that usually it's just like a blob. A shadow, yeah. But I could vividly see like ringlets, like curly ringlets of this tall apparition. Oh. Uh-huh. And um, Jared's, Jared truly, and this is the truth, he feels like something threw something at him. Like, to the point where it knocked him out. He was in the kitchen um, cleaning out the fridge when this happened. It was, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, 9 or 10 at night. I was already in bed. Or, no, I wasn't. I wasn't home. I was at my you parents. home, right. I was at my parents' house. Um, I was going to say, how did I? Yeah. Um, and he was, like, squatting, like, cleaning out the fridge. And he said so it felt like something was thrown at him to the point where he, like, got knocked on his butt. And so that happened. The other weird thing that's been happening is... Um, all of our lights have just been going out. And I mean, that could be a coincidence because maybe all the light bulbs were put in at the same time and they're starting to lose their shit. But um, every single light bulb in my house has gone out. So my living room, my bedroom just went out today. Um, And some of them are bulbs that I put in myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That lamp you gave me. That You know what I mean? Like, So our back porch lamp went off. Everything's been going off and everything's been breaking. So like our microwave broke. Um, today, your sink, my, my sink. Well, that was cause we've been putting food in the sink, but, um, <laughs> my partner was on her laptop today and it, she said it just like surged and turned off like at the charger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, obviously that could be an electrical issue that our old ass building is having. Same with the dryer. We don't know, but now Grace is saying there's flies on my house. So, um, I'll show you. I'll show you. It also could be because we have. There's some no, there's no garbage out there. I literally looked. I was walking up the stairs and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is there like a dead animal on your porch? And I looked and I looked to see if your imperfect produce boxes were there. I looked to see if there was any food out. There wasn't. The whole back wall it's weird that it's was the covered wall. in flies. Well... If the walls start bleeding, I'll let you know. Well, that's what one of the let's yeah. said. Um, interesting. We could probably close on this. George Lutz realized that he has a strong resemblance to Ronnie DeFeo. He does. They almost look exactly the same. They do. They look so much alike. It's weird. Yeah. And he began drinking at the Witch's Brew, the bar where DeFeo was once a regular. Oh, my God. It's called the Witch's Brew? That's Are you fucking kidding me? I mean... I want a bar called The Witch's Brew. Maybe it was Satan. 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 All right, dude. That's wild. Crazy. Yeah, so that's that's the Amityville Horror. I, and... I don't know And if, the fucking Logan Square Horror that's happening in the room we're recording in right Seriously. Now. Um, what have you been watching lately? Oh, last thing, though. Oh, sorry. Really quickly. Interestingly enough... George and Kathy Lutz took a lie detector test about all this shit, and they passed. So, 
Hey, man, I totally believe I. if so many people were murdered in one house, something's bound to be fucked up. But yeah. the, And they only stayed for 28 days. Right. Well, um, it says, whether you choose to... I'll close this out. Whether you choose to believe the Amity house is haunted or not, some interesting information is still out there. One of their sons, Daniel Lutz, claims that he was possessed by a spirit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shit happens, I guess. <laughs> How would you know, though? Because I don't... Who knows? Mm. You know. You just know. Yeah. <laughs> You just know. But um, anyway, that is the Amityville Horror. It's pretty cool. Um, I actually like the version with um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually really wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was everything else. I also love the old, old version, like the original. The babysitter scene in the original is the most fucked up, where she's scratching at the closet door. Yes, I agree. And her fingernails are falling out. Um, so, it's at 112 Ocean Avenue. Where I used to sit and talk with you. (laughs) Fuck yeah. So, it was for sale for $850,000 in 2016. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I bet it's New York was recently listed by Coldwell Banker. Fuck me. Mm. According to the price and history, blah, blah, blah. It sold in 1997 for $230,000. Um... That's a big jump. Yeah, and then its price skyrocketed to $1.15 million, and now it's being sold for um, $850,000. This was in 2016, so I'm going to assume that the people So it's that, been old. It's owned by the bank. Pretty much, yeah. Um, for the for the brave and or non-superstitious willing to look at blah, blah, blah. So, they're, dude, they're, they tried to sell it. So Well, yeah, many people have lived there mm-hmm. since. So, I mean, I just... I just wouldn't. I don't know. Anyway, what have you been watching? Um, so I'm watching Castle Rock. I know I mentioned it last week. The most recent episode was not great. It's kind of losing me. Really? Yeah. And I love all things Stephen King. I kind of love... It's like every Stephen King book mash. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. And Bill Sarsgaard is, is in it. Oh, he's so good. We talked about him having those bug eyes that you love. I love a bug eyed. Mm-hmm. I love a bug eyed, creepy man. Like um, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi and I Ariana Steve, Grande. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, sexy. Steve Buscemi, sexy. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He really is. But Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt, obvi. <laughs> um, I also watched this movie. Speaking of Stephen King, I realized the other day I've never seen Stand By Me in its entirety. What? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I was talking to, I, 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 like, I thought about it and I was like, mm, I, I think know. the book's called Do You Want to See a Dead Body? It might be. I was like flipping through, you know, like shit that was on Prime or whatever. And I was like, oh, I should watch Stand By Me. And then I was thinking to myself, I've never seen this in its entirety. Isn't that wild? Oh, it's called The Body. The Body. That's crazy. I, I haven't seen it in a while, yeah. but. It used to be one of my favorites because I had a weird obsession with River, River, mm-hmm. River, Phoenix. whatever. Joaquin, Joaquin, yeah, River Phoenix. One of the Corys is in it. Mm-hmm. Haim, no Feldman, Feldman, with the glasses. Yes, and what's his face? Chris, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jer. 
Uh, Jerry O'Connell. I don't know why I was oh, thinking. Um, I was thinking. Twins? I was thinking the Superman. Kiefer Sutherland was in it. Mm-hmm. John Cusack. Yeah. River Phoenix. It's Will Wheaton. And um, the best Richard fucking Dreyfus. Yes. Bitch. Bitch. Yeah, that's legit. And I've also I watched this stupid babysitter movie called Emily. I feel like I've seen that. And it's like she's looking for her long lost child and she like shows these kids like her their parents sex tape. And like it was real weird. Not into it. Yeah. I still watch all that. Yeah. I think the only thing that I watched Oh no, I haven't seen that one. Um the only thing that I've watched recently I've just been I've kind of not been watching much You've TV. Been busy. I've been really busy. Um but what I did watch is um, The Cured, which is newer. I think it's from 2017. It's with Ellen Page. And then um, it's actually, um, it's an Irish film. Hmm. So she's the, I believe, the only American actress in it. The rest. Does she put on an accent? No, she's an oh, American good. in it. Um, thank God. I know. And um, I always think it's, I know this is going to be kind of like a controversial statement, but I just like, it's hard for me to, she plays a straight woman and mm-hmm. it's like hard for me to like, I'm like, you're dude, like, you're, yeah, right. you're so gay, dude. Yeah. Like, but she did but a, she, she did a good job. She did have that relationship with Alexander Skarsgård. So I think she's pretty fluid. Ugh, I would too, dude. Fuck me. I know. Literally. He's like double her size. Yeah. I'd I mean, just be like, hold me. I know. I just want to just, I would climb that. Like a tree. Like a tree. Um, but yeah, hell yeah, I would. Um, we just got real aggressive there. <laughs> I, um, it's, so it's kind of like a modern take on a zombie movie and I'm not going to ruin Ooh. it really, but, and you know how I feel. I'm like, I'm a huge, I'm into a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the, what happened was there was like a huge, it like kind of explains it in the beginning. So this isn't a spoiler. Um, it explains that there was a, outbreak of a virus and most places were able to contain it pretty well Mm -hmm. um there was obviously like it got pretty bad but for whatever reason it just fucking raped through ireland like just that's what the word they use like it just like ravages like just Mm -hmm. killed ireland and they finally got it under control because there were scientists that found a cure for this virus hence the cure the cured but um the cure worked on 75% of the people affected and 25% were immune to it and it wouldn't work for them. So they had rallied, they had rounded up these these 25% of the uncured and then the cured were treated and then obviously released back into society. But they have, it's kind of like... It Mutants, was, right? No, it, it was kind of like as if they were on like probation after being in jail. They mm-hmm. had to like go to certain jobs and like meet at certain times. But the community was like super, for lack of a better word, racist against the cured because yeah. of what they did. They were iffy as to like... It wasn't that they were scared they were going to eat them again. It was that they were like, you fucking ate people and I don't forgive you for what you did. Because, and then they're like, people are like, no, they know what they did. And the scary part is, is that the cured remember everything that they no! did. Yeah. Where did you watch this? Um, it was free. Where? So either Prime or Netflix. Okay. Um, and it was good. It was really good. Um, I don't I, like, that's just, that's not even, that's just setting you up for the movie. It's not mm-hmm. explaining anything that happened, but it's. It's good. The ending is wild. It's worth the watch. 
not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely like a cool take on a zombie movie. I bet it's better than Ellen Page and Flatliners, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Just dead face. I literally just stared at the wall. It was the, I would say. We were laughing. It was so bad. It was so bad. Although speaking of terrible movies, I made my roommate sit down and watch the other night with me because I was so brain dead. I needed something that was just going to make me happy. We watched Showgirls in its entirety. Yes. It's been so long. It's it's just as hilarious. It's Versace. It's so fucking funny. I know. It's just as funny as you remember it. Oh, yeah. It was good. So that's about it, um, other than, like, the huge. Yeah. Just, like, rewatching Friends and rewatching the L um, I am currently into a deep, deep, yeah, you sure. dark hole of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> you <laughs> sure are. My therapist told me to watch it, and it's working. It makes me so People happy. People love that show. And all of the early 2000s fashion, like, so I, can't, good. I can't get enough. So good. I'm buying a Sherpa jacket. Hell yeah. Um... So American Horror Story comes out soon. American Horror Story comes out soon. The Nun comes out next weekend, which we're going to. We're going to. Uh, we didn't go see Slender Man because it got six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and like, I mean, even Showgirls got twenty two percent. So <laughs> that's a something. It does. Um, please, please. Follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find all of our shit there. Um, we are at Ghoul Gang Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Ghoul Gang Pod 666. You can listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, wherever you want. Um, also, our website, uh, theghoulgangpodcast.com. That's where you can find it. I mean, links to everything is on there. So Yeah, and hopefully once we get back into the swing of the school year, we can start putting out merch again. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of now, that's still on hold. Sorry. Um, we'll get there, though, with the season coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we've got some fun guests coming up Um some you've heard from before, some you haven't. Uh, so stay tuned and creep it real. Bye. Bye.